Welcome to Shades of You podcast, where we're talking about life, love, and the lessons we've learned. And how we use our different perspectives to shape our relationship as an interracial couple and as a blended family. What's good, people? What's good? What's good? All right. So today's subject we're going to be talking about is quarantine and chill. Yes. (laughs) It's the new norm. It's the new wave. Social distancing. (laughs) How are you guys adjusting? Yeah. How are you adjusting? Uh, I am really kind of enjoying it, to be honest, because I really like spending time with you. I think you just like being off of like being outside the office. You ain't got to work. I mean, I like the people I work with and I like where I work and where I work is pretty cool, but I love being home with you. Is that right? I do. I believe you're trying to get points. Like, Is the truth. I've been loving on you like nonstop. Yeah, the smotherage sometimes is real. Just saying, I love. Damn, listen, I love to be. I love it, but sometimes it's like I'm like, babe, it's a little, it's a little much, but it's good. I know that it's coming from a genuine place, so that's why. Like, <laughs> fix it's, it. It's already fixed. There's nothing to fix. I'm just being real. Like, just being honest. Kind of hurt. Nah, you just you're in your feelings. Mm-hmm. It's because you're experiencing a lot of different things, a lot of different, uh, you know, what I'm saying, emotions right now. So quarantine and chill. What's your take on it? How do you think people are doing? I don't know why you're looking at me. Because you're in trouble right now. How am I in trouble? I'm never in trouble. Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything to be in trouble. Okay. So how are you? You think like people are adjusting to this whole social distancing? I think that some people look like they're losing it a little bit. I I just was saying last, was it yesterday or today? We saw this video of Diddy and he was praying, which is cool. Yesterday. But he looked like he was really going through something like and I'm not just talking about the fact that you know he might need a a fresh cut or whatever I mean and his grades are showing like they don't usually show yeah which is I mean there's no problem with that but the thing is like he looked just in his eyes he looked a little defeated and the way that he was praying it was like God forgive us if we've done something and um it just shows that when people have to stay home and face themselves or be alone, that it could be really challenging. You know, my perception about the whole situation is different. When you were talking, it let me believe, it let me realize that, you know, no matter of money that you have, money is not happiness. So that lets me know that you got to find that inner peace. And right. what it also made me think was there are a lot of people with a lot of money that are struggling because they don't know how to, like you said, be happy with themselves or learn how to be happy without their stuff. And um, one thing I was, you know, sharing with your dad last time he called us, I was saying, when you go to work, people are always like, oh man, I can't wait to get home. I can't wait to get home. Now you're finally home and they're like, oh, I can't wait to get up out of here. Like there's no finding any kind of happiness. Yeah. I don't feel that way. Like I said, I, I like spending time with you. Of course. I like spending time with you too. And so it's nice to be home. And some people I've, I've noticed that their posts are like, oh God, I wish I was, you know, back at work or whatever. Maybe they don't like being around their spouse all the time, but I I just personally, my personality, I could be around you all the time and I'm fine. Yeah. I just think people have not figured out how to be okay. Like people have not learned how to be happy. There's no way of like making a person happy. If you're not truly happy within yourself, then how can you expect anything 
That's one thing that I'm saying that there's a lot of people who are really unhappy when they break it down to the lowest level and they start to look at things. I think there's a lot of people that are really unhappy, genuinely unhappy, and they don't know how they think, oh, being around certain people or doing certain things. And now that you realize it, like, you just got to sit down and you got to chill. You just got to chill out. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally fine with not seeing other people, but... But I need to have like my person, which is why I love being around you. But if I was a single person during this quarantine, I probably would go crazy. Uh, me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I would. I mean, I, my background's a little different. You know, uh, I think about a lot of times. And this situation really reminds me when I first was at war. It was definitely was not quarantine in the sense, but it was definitely like a. You feel like you're on lockdown. And I felt like we were in prison on the work release program. We did not have any social media. There was no internet. There was snail mail that might take seven or eight days. Like there were a lot of restrictions of what we were normally used to and accustomed to. There was a satellite phone that um, everybody in the unit, there's probably a unit of maybe 200, 300 plus guys that you maybe get like, you know, rationed out your time two to five minutes. And let's say it's your time to like call or talk on the phone and if you know nobody answered, it's just like okay, that's that's all that you get. You get nothing else beyond that. When any kind of video teleconference that was happening, if um, was there you know, no FaceTime? There was no FaceTime. It's video teleconference. Let's, let's just say the c- connection was horrible from wherever you were trying mm-hmm. to communicate, or the person that you were trying to video chat with, and they didn't show up. You missed your time, and in the unit, everybody didn't get a chance to video chat. So it would be like, okay, who's having a kid? Um, who's married and they would just ration out it was really like casting lots and just trying to decide like who it was so you got used to your social interaction was just like very limited with your loved one so I got used to you know me just playing my acoustic every single day like looking up at the tent like looking up at the stars really trying to like come up with bogus games to find ways to entertain myself so this time right here it's really for me it's nothing I'm like okay cool like I work from home I know for a lot of my musician friends, even for me, I had like tours that were playing out for the rest of the year and all that stuff got postponed. Um, and I'm like, it, it is what it is. I mean, being in enter- entertainment, especially in the music industry, you already know there's a lot of highs and there's lows. There's like ebbs and flows. There's no consistency. Well, we're really lucky because I my job hasn't been affected. I've been able to work from home. So my income hasn't been affected. And then really your income hasn't been greatly affected. Yeah, you're not touring, but you have your own business and you are still Yeah, I mean, money. touring wasn't my main bread anyway. Touring was like, you right. know, it's nice. It's like a an added bonus, but I had multiple streams of income coming in. Like my business is like still flourishing. Right. Like, you know, so like in that regard, I, I'm not feeling it. We're not feeling it in that regard. And I know there are a lot of people that are not in that position. Um, yeah, that would so. be very hard. So yeah, if we weren't if we weren't in that position, I we definitely I know for me what little hair that I got growing would be I'd be <laughs> yanking it out. And thankfully, you know, I feel like we're saving money really because we're not eating out. Yeah, we was like we, we was burning would. through we was burning through some money. gas money. I mean, yeah. just all kinds of stuff, even just entertainment. And right now, we just we hang out at home. And and the thing is, we get out every single morning. We get up, we go for a two to three uh, mile walk every yeah. morning with our dogs and I'm really grateful that we have these dogs so that we have to do that. You know, it's just yeah. a motivation to now, get I out I think and that move. that's one of the things that kind of helps us settle, like doing a physical yeah. activity, getting out and breathing. Now, if we didn't do that, I could see how we could oh, look at each other. Get and be on ready each other's like, nerves. Of course. Yeah. I think that that doing exercise, you got to find various things. And 
I think for me if now, if you could work out with your partner, especially, I think it's even better. Yeah, because it's you're both working toward a goal. You're working together. You're doing something for yourself, but you're doing doing it together. I think now with this whole social distancing, it makes me feel like even when we're walking on, you know, on our side of the street and somebody like yeah. merges or get close, I'm like, I'm finding myself leaning, like trying to get away from yeah. him. It's so yeah. weird, but it's kind of become the social um, norm right now because of all of this, you know, it's almost like, I, you know, if you're looking at somebody, are you infected? Did you have it? You know, it's yeah, always we're all weird. supposed to be acting like we do. So, we're, and it just makes me look at everybody like yeah. you might, and you know, it probably makes you the interaction get, weird. You kind of get a little mad inside when somebody is walking too close because like, it's like, yeah, don't you see, what? bro? This ain't six feet. Get, get back, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel you. Yeah. Definitely. Even today, we ordered that Chipotle. And the guy came out of his car. I, I didn't expect him to. Right. Uh, I was just, I was going to go to his car, you know. He runs up the stairs and I'm like, oh my God, please don't get too close. Thankfully, he didn't. He reached his hand out and I reached mine out. I mean, that still ain't six feet. I mean, I, no, I feel but, you. Well, did he have gloves on? I did. Did he have gloves on? I don't think so. See, that's that's part of the problem. I feel yeah. like, you know, you can't rock masks because masks are not going to help you. And if you got facial hair, it makes no sense. I saw one of my old army buddies who who is in law enforcement and I had to be like, I had to reach out. I was like, yo, bro, like, I love you, man. You know, I know you're trying to protect yourself, but that mask ain't going to do nothing, bro. Because you got facial hair. Like, it does not work that way. You know, um, like you, if you're going to be out in this situation, wear gloves. I remember when I went to Iraq, I was one of the first people to wear gloves. And everybody was like laughing, like, oh, sorry, Marshall, got on gloves. You trying to be like, I'm like, bro, this place is nasty. Like, I'm not trying <laughs> to touch nothing. Like, I ain't try to touch nothing because we used to go out on patrols, like, have to sometimes put our hands in all types of stuff. And I'm like, you guys are putting your bare hands in this stuff. I know we're at war, but that doesn't give you an excuse to be, like, just nasty. <laughs> you know what I mean? So and then by the end of the rotation, everybody had on gloves. You know, and everybody was trying to come. I was like, I'm a trendsetter. So I'm just saying, like, worst case scenario. We, you- for the record, we have three boxes of gloves and we... Every time we leave the house, we wear gloves, except when we go on a walk. I'm sorry, our dog just barked. Um, except when we go on our walk in the morning, I bring gloves with me, but I... No, you don't wear gloves. I'm always I, wearing gloves. No, I know. I'm saying um, when we go on our walk, I carry just... He wears gloves and he locks up and I don't end up touching anything on the entire walk. I do have gloves with me in case I do need to touch something. Yeah. But I just, when we're walking that long, I like to have my hands. I like to feel the air. Yeah, I don't trust it. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those things, like, you you got to, you know, mentally be prepared for whatever situation. I feel like you never know if something happens, you got to use your hands to touch something. I'd rather be That's wrapped up. That's why I bring them with me in case. Yeah, you, but, like, you got you can't stop and be like, oh, let me put my gloves yeah, on. For, I'm just saying, if something's going down, you got to already be ready to What's jump in the fight. Go- you never know. That's what I'm saying. Like, as soon as you walk out the door, you need to be ready. It's not about getting ready. You need to be ready. So you, you got to get ready. ready. That's what I'm saying. So it's just one of those things. I practice this. I was doing this when I was in the military. I'm going to do it now as a civilian, especially now that that's point the, the part do you of think the culture. You, do you think you'll do this forever now? I wouldn't say forever, but I'm going, I mean, I might rock it for a minute. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm about to order some more gloves. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm not playing. This because no, it's one of those things like you gotta. You can't wait till you get. Oh, we on the last box. Now we should order. Nah, bro. No, like, no, no, I'm going to course. order like probably three more just to make sure they stacked up in the house. So that we always ready, because you never know. And then yeah, it, it's not about you per se. It's you have to. Other people are probably not out here watching. Yeah, because even contaminated. Could whether do I wear gloves, even when I do wear gloves, wherever I go, anytime I get in my car, I'm always wearing gloves. Um. Like going to the bank, anything like that. I'm wearing gloves. But even when I'm wearing gloves and I come home and take them off, first thing I do is wash my hands. Yeah, I mean, you just, it's one of those things where you have to be, first you have to be mindful of yourself, but it's everybody else. And nobody's going to walk around saying like, oh, I got, I got Corona. You know, people are not walking around with a shirt like, oh, I got Corona, don't touch me. Or, you know, it's just one of those things. So you never know. So you have to treat everybody like they a suspect. Yeah. Like It really the- does affect the it way makes that we it interact. weird. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, I know if I'm in the store, I'm leaning. I'm like, I went to the bank the other day. Like, I'm glad they got markers on the ground. I'm like, yo, yeah. don't get close. Like, you see, like, don't walk past me, bro. Like, I see you. Like, you know, it's one of those things where I'm almost like, I'm almost kind of jumping <laughs> could, at people. I could actually imagine you one day being like, yo. I would definitely do it. I'm going to open my mouth. Like, what you doing? Like, six feet, bro. Like, back back up. And I'm, I will start I will start with a super low, like I'm trying to be chill, like, yo, six feet. Now, if they want to, like, not acting, like, according to the, you know, to the regulations, then I'm going to get a little bit more forceful, like, because it's my health. And then I don't want to bring yeah. something home and you get contaminated. So what are your thoughts about, you know, the other day we saw footage of um, a pretty large gathering of people that were celebrating a little girl's birthday party. And it, I mean, probably within 10 minutes of where we live. Right. I, that was wild. I, first of all, I do not understand it. And then they were like super belligerent with the law enforcement. First of all, you ain't supposed to be doing this anyway. So I'm just saying like, why are you going like, to act like as if it's your right? Like there's a whole order that says stay at home. You cannot be around people. There cannot be groups of 10 like, I don't know that you think you're above the law. Did you get like a medal or you get a cookie? Like, what is it? I don't understand it. So when I see that stuff, it infuriates me. I used to be yeah. in law enforcement when I was in the military. I understand like we used to tell the crowd to disperse. And you try, like, I my hat's off to like the law enforcement because these they people didn't get react. caught out. They were getting caught they, out of their name. Yeah, it was pretty. There's only so much a person can take. And I understand like, you know, this. you got to do your job. And people are like, and especially here in LA, people are already... When and it comes to the to the, comes when it comes to the black community, people already feel a certain kind of way when it comes to cops. I feel it. I understand it. But what you can't do is you can't violate the law and then act like you're above it. I, you got to put yourself in a better situation. You shouldn't have never been there. And I saw was, people just standing were, there. They, they were, were sort of acting like, like why are you like why are you breaking us up? Yeah, it was almost the equivalent of like what you'd expect to see for a protest of like like a Black Lives Matter protest. It's sort of like the level of anger that these people had like, that the cops man. were trying to get rid of them. And these were young people with children. With children. And then getting in the faces of these officers. So not only are they endangering themselves. Endangering these kids. Endangering the kids. And I'm not just talking about with the cops. I mean, the, vi- the virus. Virus, yeah. And then getting in the cops' faces. The cops all have to still work. And they may it, interact with us. And that's, then just, I mean. It's that's super whack, man. Like, it's super whack because you're, like you said, you're endangering so many people because, I mean, what's your point? Because oh, it's, it's a little girl's birthday party. We and, out here. And we understand it's what you frustrating. You know it? how two of our kids could not have birthday parties this year. It's because just what the norm is. 
Exactly. It is what it is. Everybody's and the, making and the kids adjustment. understood. Exactly. The youngest. The youngest was like, just nah, turned I'm six, like, and he said, "Let's let's postpone it." So I don't want that corona. <laughs> it's about what you're teaching your kids, what you're talking to them about. It's crazy that like small kids are like more socially conscious of what's going on than adults, and these adults are the ones that are so belligerent, acting as if they like they are entitled to doing a birthday party. So crazy. It makes no sense to me. Like you going. <laughs> I mean, you're seriously endangering yourself, endangering the child. You're and probably going to pass it to somebody else because you're not going to wash your hands and your face. And none of them had on gloves or nothing. No. And what I think a lot of people just don't think that it's as big of a deal as it possibly is. Yeah. They don't think. Like, you think healthcare providers are, like, making these lives, of them, or, you know, doing these videos of themselves saying that, like, listen, it's like, crazy like out Like, they're here. bringing f- refrigerated trucks out so that we can put bodies in them that think of people that, we, that have this died. Is not a game. That's how I think. People think that war was not real. Wars. They probably think that it's not that real until you in it and you got to experience it. Like, I don't take somebody's word that's on the front lines that's doing this and be like, yo, everybody chill. There should have been somebody who was like really mature enough to be like, you know what? Given the state of what's going on, yo, let's just, let's just chill. Like, yo, let's do a Skype or a Zoom meeting or something like yeah, we did that for one of your cousins. Yeah, like, like she had a birthday party. We had a virtual birthday party. Like everybody just they sent out the Zoom link. All the cousins got on there and was like, "Yo, what up, cuz? Happy birthday!" Like one, two, three, happy birthday! Like it yeah. was it was still there and like they felt the love because first of all, we're all spread out anyway, and that's that's a great way to get everybody together and be like, "Yo, this is what we about to do." I just I mean I really don't understand it. Yeah. It's one of those where you just be shaking shaking my head. We're doing our best to stay home and not go. I mean, even just there's some things I would like to go to the grocery store for that in a normal world, I would have gone days ago. But I'm trying to push it off, not till we run out of stuff, but until I get to a point where it's like, okay, I, I need to buy a bunch of things just so I can go once and not have to keep going and piecemealing. Yeah, I mean... It's it's very frustrating. I think, you know, when we were out for our morning walk, which we tried to get up like super, super early so that way, number one, um, to keep our dogs quiet because we have one that cries. Like, like He sounds like he's a human um, that's being, I don't know, assassinated or something. I don't know. He sounds <laughs> horrible. Yeah, he is. He be, he's he just be whining. He's like a whiny teenager. Nah, it's more than a whiny teenager. You sound like an old person that's like being like... <laughs> That said, at, at an old folks' home, that somebody pushed out of a wheelchair. He sounds like oh He does. He sounds bad. Like, I mean, just being honest. So, we get up early. We take these dogs for the walk. But I was just telling you, like, even today, like, it seems like there's more cars that are on the road versus when everybody put out, like, you know, shelter Initially, in place. Yeah. Like, I'm like, man, more people are just getting out. Like, they're just saying, F it. Like, we out here. Like, we just doing it. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I know I can't be in everybody's home and be like, bruh, like, what are y'all doing? Everybody, you know, you got to do what you got to do. It's pretty scary because we don't need that in our household. Not at all. Uh, nobody needs it in their household. I'm just saying, like, it's one of those things. It's it's like you're playing a game of tag that you got to try to avoid for somebody getting in your space so you won't get it. Have you ever seen that movie? What's that movie, that Denzel Washington movie? Fallen? Which one? Fallen? Is that what it's called? Where he, he, the guy has the devil in him and if he, like, brushes against the, the Is guy, that Fallen? It's like the demon, like, Is that Seven? Through. No, 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 no. It's not seven. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a good movie. You know, but... I'm not a movie buff, so you're the one who's the movie buff. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah, you know, 
And then watching, I think another thing on a on a lighter note, on a more like upbeat kind of note, just seeing people that are being created with these TikToks, these families that are yeah. dancing, I think that's cool. You know, just it being is. able to watch that. Also, too, I, I went on um, the other day on social media and I went on my lives and I was just like, I wanted to give a shout out to all of the creatives. You know, let them know that I'm proud of you. It doesn't matter what skill level you are, just the fact that you're sharing your gift, you're uplifting somebody's day. You're giving some people joy that were, you know, probably going through it. Like even, uh, I believe the DJ is D-Nice. Yeah, I was just going to say, DJ yeah. D-Nice. He's giving us something to look forward to like every Saturday night, Club Quarantine. Yeah. And it's cool just to see like the mix of people in there, the great music, yeah. the level of celebrity. I mean, Michelle Obama's been in there. Halle Berry has been in there. Will Smith, Diddy, like everybody. Carrie Two Smove has been in there. <laughs> Cat Marshall's been in hey. there. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, we we in it there. is. It's it's a nice. Um, it's just actually a couple times that we have tuned into Club Quarantine. We've gotten up and danced in our living room. Yeah, it's about you got to find the joy in the situation. Um, there's a scripture that I used to like listen to, not listen to, but I used to read. It says, regardless of whatever situation you're in, find yourself being content. And I I read that scripture every day mm-hmm. when I was at war. Because I literally was losing it. I was like, God, yeah. I'm I'm about to lose it. And I had to find like whatever situation that I was in to learn to be content. And I use that to like that's been my mantra moving on out, like from here moving forward, like from when I was at war moving forward. Every day I find something to be content. So just like DJ D nice doing putting this on, like yeah. you know, even if you feel like, you know, it might be super whack, I want to get dressed up, go to club corns. Like, you got to yeah. find ways to, like, make, you know, find that joy because if you don't. Some people are doing happy hours. The depression, together on the depression Zoom. is real. It's going to get you. Yeah, you got to get creative. So I think starting your day off early, especially if you live somewhere like LA where it can get hot later in the day, it is easier to go for a long walk early in the day. Okay, Jill Scott. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so, I, I know where you were getting it, but um, yeah, so we go for a long, um, shut up. We go for a uh, long stroll, <laughs> two stroll. to three mile walk. Stroll? That's Whatever. not a stroll. It's not. It is, uh, what, what would you call it? I mean, it's a progressive, <laughs> since you want to say long walk, it's a progressive I mean, we take different routes every time. Sometimes we go we have to be uphill. Creative. I mean, we used to be able to go to the dog parks, the but dog, we can't do that yeah, anymore. We can't. Parks are shut down, so we have to be creative. We have a dog that has a lot of high energy. We have a, a GSP. For those that don't know what a GSP, it is a German short-haired pointer. Which it's is a, a very, bird dog. You know the type of dogs that that point. you take out into the field and you shoot birds and then they go and retrieve them. They point at the birds. They, you know, what I'm saying he's just he's a beautiful dog. Beautiful he's dog. Just got so he gets much. So energy. many compliments. Yeah, he has so much energy. Like he's a puppy still. He's nine months. Oh my god. Um, he's a huge beast. Um, yeah. So we have to find ways to be creative because if we don't get his energy out, he is going to cry. He's going to rip stuff up. He's going to like and that's chew tough on stuff. Because we both work from home. So I'm taking meetings during the day on the phone and I'll literally be like, hey, I'm going to put you guys on mute. And it's because my, my puppy's out and he might He's cry. Crying, yeah. You know, and I, I'm teaching lessons and, you know, I'm preparing to teach lessons and he's in the background a couple of times I had to be like, I had to start the video over because he's like whining in the background. Yeah. We've done a really good job, I think, with balancing when I have calls and meetings and then when you need to record. Yeah. Um, which is nice. 
But we got to do what we got to do. Like it's yeah. not the situation right now is not going to change. And even you know, like it's the the date of unquarantining got pushed back. You know, so we have to do what was necessary. Thirtieth, and apparently in like Virginia, it's June something thirtieth. I mean, like, I think it's going to be a lot longer than we think. We got to do what we got to do. Like, I mean, you have to adjust to what the norm is. So you got to do what you got to do. I mean, there's. There's no way around it. I mean, you yeah. can either become frustrated with it and it's still not going to change, or you can be like, okay, this is the norm. How are we going to make it be the best that it can possibly be? And that's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. It's about perspective. Right now, this whole situation, I would tell anybody that's probably going through a state of depression or maybe feeling something, it's about perspective. And if you change your perspective, if you choose to be happy in the situation, like I said, I used to read that scripture. I believe it's Philippians 4 and 11. Um, it's about whatever situation that you're in, finding yourself to be content, reading that and just saying it until it really gets into your psyche, into your conscience, into your spirit. That's going to be the best way, because if you don't do those things, you will literally unravel at yeah. the end. You will come unhinged. And then there, when you become unhinged, there's really it's almost like especially now that we're all quarantined, nobody can really help you, you know. Mm-hmm. And then for those that are out here, like still like not quarantining and chilling and not keeping that social distancing, like let this be a wake up. And if you see somebody say something, be like, yo, I don't think it's cool for us right now. Yeah, you should Given the state out. of what's going on in the world, like, yo, like if we want to have- I actually a- have people on my timeline that I've seen, li- seen, I've seen them post Insta stories, hanging out at their friend's house, drinking, you know, clearly not social distancing, not in their own home. Um, it's not their roommate. And I'm like, what is happening? And then had the nerve today to post about social distancing and hopefully this is over before my birthday. And it's like, your priorities are screwed up. Yeah, people got to really check their priorities. I mean, people are sometimes, so well, not even sometimes, some people are so social that they don't, they think that they're above the law. Like we're not that entitled. I don't know where people are getting this from and, and feeling like, you know what, we're above the law. Nobody is above the law in this situation. And it it's almost feels like when you're at school and the teacher says, if everybody sits down, we'll get a treat. And then you got those people mm-hmm. in the class, you're just like, man, screw that. Yeah, you're just, I'm not going to listen to what like, she's trying to tell me. You're messing it up now. for all of us. Yeah. Just and sit down somewhere. It really felt like how was it basic training? Like basic training is like it's a group. It, they want to te- teach team and like let you to understand that it's not an individual. This is not an individual. So if one person messes up, that person stood in the front while the rest of us were getting like punished. Mm-hmm. And that's what it feels like. You know, I, I hope that people will get it. I hope people will understand that, you know, that how serious this is and not take it for granted that, you know, just because you're not affected by it right now doesn't mean that it can't get you. It can still get you. Yeah. And you might be okay. And that's another thing. I think young people are so ignorant about it. It's like, oh, okay, so I get sick and I'll be fine. That's you might be case. fine, but you might have contact with somebody that has somebody that might not be fine, and you have no idea. If you, I'm saying, if you're if you're on social media, which most people are, and you're seeing these healthcare professionals like literally cry out, begging, and crying. asking you to stay home, and talking about how serious this is, like they're there and they experience it firsthand every single day. Yeah. Why would you not heed their warning? Why would you not heed what they're saying? That to me is the most ignorant thing that you could do. That's so foolish. It's like yeah. if somebody knows there's a pothole and they're like, yo, there's a pothole that's coming up on your right-hand side. Like, 
if you want to avoid it, like just shift a little bit more to the left. So you know you don't, and you just say, oh, whatever. Left and then you fall in the pothole and you break your leg. You're like, why didn't, like, why didn't nobody tell me? Like, we've been telling you, we've been trying yeah. to let you, like, we've been trying to forewarn you. Please heed their warning. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting. Some companies, I think like Netflix or I don't know, these people, ha- places have, um, like watch parties so you yeah. can watch things at the same time as your friends and you stop it at the same time and talk to each other. Be creative. Um, yeah. And even with us, I mean, what do we do? Okay. We talked about going for walks every morning and literally we do it every morning. We have to, we ain't got no choice. Yes. And then we come in if it's during the weekday, I have to work and in between work, maybe we'll catch a show or something if it's slow. Yeah, I mean, we both work throughout the day. You have more of like a job where you really got to lock in. You do I mean, too, in a different way. You just have I got to go more to flexi- the I got way studio. more flexibility in my schedule. Yeah, and then, so then when the day is over, then we're talking about, okay, what are we going to have for dinner? And we'll maybe watch a show. Like, we, we got on the whole um, Tiger King. Tiger King. Yo, if you have not seen it, you <laughs> It's need a to, great way to you distract to, yourself from the fact that you're quarantined. Because it's so crazy. It is Insane. We're not even doing no spoiler alerts. I mean, no. if you're not hip to it's the type so of King good. on Netflix, Netflix, watch you know, it. Do yourself a favor and strap yourself in and watch that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So finding shows like that that keep your attention, that keep you engaged. We binge watched another show that we just finished. Now we're gonna have to find something else. You know. Yeah. All my sports buff. I want to let y'all know. There's um. The Bulls, like this, called the Last Dance, is coming out April nineteenth. That's like the first and the second episode. I'm telling you, you need to watch. This is if you love. What is it? What is it's it? A, it's a um a behind the scenes documentary on how the oh. Bulls when they won their three P. You know, it's just showing like everything. So for all my sports fanatics that like looking for something to watch, because I know right now we ain't got no sports, so we got to be creative in what we're doing. I'm telling you, the Last Dance on ESPN. On April 19th, it's going to be episodes one and two. April 26th will be episodes three and four. May 3rd will be episodes five and six. May 10th, episodes seven and eight. And May 17th, episodes nine and ten. Now, it wasn't supposed to come out to like later on, but because of the Rona, you know what I'm saying? Forget, forget that shaking. Our dog is definitely, our, our smallest dog, Henny, is trying to definitely, he's sitting in my lap because he wants to be a part of what's going on. I'm like, he's, he's such like a little kid. I'm like, bro, microphone. Oh like, what are you doing, man? Find a seat. Like, I'm not trying to hold you right now. But yeah, if you love sports and you're definitely trying to like, you know, watch what's going on, if you're a Bulls fanatic, even if you don't even like the Bulls, but you just love like sports, it's a great behind the scenes documentary that you, you just, you got to watch it. It's really cool. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, definitely finding something that you enjoy watching is is super helpful. Um, what else can you do? I mean, you can be creative with games. I mean, I'm one of those people, like, I, I can only take board games for so long, but, like... <laughs> we never play board games. We should maybe... It's hard, though. It's more fun to play with more people than With a two. group. So, I'm just saying, you got to be creative. Um, you can find shows. You could talk about, like... I mean, even if you got to engage with like family, like, oh, we yeah. want to set like a whole Zoom thing yeah, or face, FaceTime, FaceTime, or you FaceTime the group or yeah. whatever, just individual. There's ways to be connected, you know, that I didn't have when I was at war that I'm thinking like, man, we got so much, you know, technology now. Like there's really no excuse. You know, I can't remember who it was on my friends list today just posted uh, that that um, social media used to make them feel very isolated. 
And now with everything, you know, with the quarantining and everything that it makes them feel more connected now. I mean, it's all about just, the approach. Just because, of, you know, even with social media and technology this morning, well, not even, that wasn't this morning, well, early this afternoon, I had a Zoom call with one of my students in London. Yeah, yeah. He literally, he was like, yo, I got a question about such and such. And I was like, yeah, let's hop on a, on a Zoom call. And it's like, I don't even live in London, but I'm able to talk to him real time, talk, talk him through, coach him through, let him give him some pointers about some gear, about some specific things yeah. or whatever. And it's just like, I would have never thought 10 years ago that it, that would have been the case. I'd have been like, man, uh, send me an email and then try to explain the best way I could in an email. I know for me, emails are great, but I like that personal interaction, being able to talk to you and explain things. Yeah. You can see my, you know, emails, because sometimes you can't really tell tone or tenor. So you don't know if like this person got an attitude. You're not really sure. You may misinterpret what's going on. But, you know, being able to see and talk to somebody, you can definitely like cut through a lot of the the BS and be like, yo, this is what it is. And and work things out. So I, technology is at a at a state now to where we can really connect with people. Mm-hmm. And I even think about this whole situation with Love is Blind, right? Mm-hmm. They couldn't even see each other, but they were able to connect and make like real connections. So even so, for those... Yeah. And there, you know, do you think that this will either, this could either ruin marriages or make pe- single people really want to get married at the end of this? I think that it'll probably, I mean, honestly, we're, the way that people are designed, they're designed to like, have companionship. That yeah. just is what it is. That's why solitary confinement in, in prisons is so detrimental. People like lose their minds trying not to go down in the hole. So I, I think this could potentially push a lot of people, a lot of couples. I've seen some couples that are like um, booed up, that are like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? that are quarantining together. I'm like, okay, I see them starting to get a little bit closer together. I've, I've watched some of their journey. I'm like, okay, this time is really starting to really make people kind of bind closer together. Mm-hmm. There could be a lot of marriages once this is all over with. Yeah. Definitely could be a lot of kiddos. If you think about if this had happened, and I mean, I'm sure that, well, nothing to this magnitude has happened, but if this happened in the 40s or nah. 50s, we have so much content to watch. Yeah. We have so much access. We can see people we love long yeah. distance through mm-hmm. FaceTime, Skype, whatever. Um, Zoom, we can see multiple people at a time. Yep. We are so much more able to connect and find things to, you know, pass the time creatively or, you know, just to do, we could read. We could, Back in the day, they would read and listen to the radio and that was pretty much it. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean things were extremely limited. I, we're we're definitely blessed. I'm saying, and whatever and we situation have we have, food. Like, thank God for people that work at grocery stores. And they, you know, I know there's this this push. They want to be paid hazard pay, and it kind of makes sense because they are literally risking their health. Yeah, to make sure working every day to make yeah. sure. Yeah, and and grocery store clerks are not the ones that are typically seen as heroic or it's not always seen as a job that anybody wants, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's such an important job in a situation like this. Yeah. I I think now, hopefully I'm I'm saying, I think people will definitely start to look at um, people that are in these positions and really see how much of heroes that they are. What I hope is once this, the smoke clears that we continue in this. What I was thinking that most people may potentially do for the next few months and be like, oh yeah, it's cool. And then after that, kind of forget. Like teachers, parents right now, having to deal with their kids, they used to probably give their teachers a whole bunch of ish, 
Like, yeah. all the teachers ain't nothing, da-da-da-da-da. Now they're starting to see, like, wow, my these teachers had to deal with my kids. My kids are crazy. <laughs> well, and it's hard for kids because they're used to interacting with their friends, and then they're stuck inside, and there's not a lot that they can do. It's, I don't think it's, it's just about interacting with their friends. I'm talking about, like, disciplinary. Like, some of these kids are just bad as hell. I mean, sure. And they put it off on the teachers, and they, they act like the teachers aren't, like, doing their jobs. And now that they're starting to probably see, like, Man, I I think that's a long. I got a lot more grace between teachers and parents. Well, I mean, of course, but I'm just saying, like now they're probably experiencing. It's a difference when you're experiencing on an everyday basis. Now parents are forced to have interaction with their kids, where they're not. They can't just drop them off for eight hours and be like, "I'm gonna do my thing," and then I'll see you at the end of the day. Yeah, you have to you have to find a way to see that as a blessing and to be able to pour into your children. Yeah, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. And to teach your children yourself, like, honestly. Yeah, I feel like you can definitely connect in this time with your kids that you possibly, like, wouldn't have had that opportunity to really get connected and know who they are, what they like, and vice versa. They can get to know who you are and what you like. Yeah. Something that I am enjoying about staying home is being in the first trimester of a pregnancy and being able to go through that in the comfort of my own home Mm -hmm. and working. So I don't have to worry if I don't feel good, if I don't feel like getting dressed up, if I feel super bloated or whatever it is, uh, if I feel nauseous, I'm home, you know, and there's not a lot of demand on me right now. So I'm really grateful for this time. It's like an incubation period in a way. Cool. Well, I mean, like, I just want people to understand, like, it's about perspective. Mm Mm-hmm. To yeah. whatever situation that you find yourself in to try to be content. Really um, finding that time to really meditate. If you are a spiritual person, really tapping in, really doing the things that are necessary in order to keep your, your mental state healthy. And not look at what you don't have, but look at what you do have. Yeah. All right. I feel like that's that's going to be it for this particular episode. So. Thank you for joining us. We are Carrie and Kat. This is Shades of You Podcast. You can catch us on Shades of You Podcast on Apple Music. We're on Spotify, Spotify, Anchor, And then if you want to follow us individually, you can follow me on Instagram, Carrie2Smooth, K-E-R-R-Y, the number two, S-M-O-O-T-H. And I am at Kat from Canada. That's Kat with a K. All right, good people. Have a good one. All right.